From the art section of the New York Times, A Multitude of Fans with a High Regard for Broadway, by Michael Paulson. The intense global and commercial nature of contemporary pop culture fandom is catching up with Broadway, and with it comes people like the 19-year-old Helen Fredstam, who arrived from Sweden this week to meet face-to-face with those who share her passion. Fredstam has been to Broadway just once to see The Phantom of the Opera, but she can discuss the implications of using deaf actors in this season's revival of Spring Awakening and the significance of diverse casting in Hamilton. She has found like-minded fans via social media, follows theater news on websites, and downloads recordings of shows. And she has come to New York for the first Broadway con, a theater-themed variation on Comic-Con, which depending on the winter weather, is expected to draw several thousand people, many of them young, many of them female, and more than a few dressed as Alfaba, Wicked, Newsboys, Newsies, or Colonial Americans, Hamilton. I could talk about Broadway shows with someone for hours, she said by email from Stockholm. I generally don't get to do that, though, since most people would just get sick of me. Broadway has always relied on word of mouth to sell tickets, But the industry, like film and television before it, has come to see special opportunity in loyal fans who come early, and in some cases, often, share their enthusiasm on social media, and ultimately, persuade friends and family to shell out big dollars for seats. Every show now launches a campaign with an eye toward not just the 55-year-old theatergoer who makes up 60% of the ticket sales, but toward nurturing relationships with the fans— said Tom Greenwald, chief strategy officer at Spotco, a leading theater advertising firm. That may mean specially tailored emails or the recirculation of fan art, whether it's cartoon-style drawings for Fun Home or sign language gifts for Spring Awakening. Damien Bazadona, the president of Situation Interactive, a digital marketing firm, said his company monitors social media sites, looking for people who check in multiple times at a show or otherwise identify themselves as fans, and does everything from tailoring advertising their way to offering goodies to repeat attendees. Fan culture is much more an important part of the business because it's much more visible, he said. BroadwayCon, scheduled to feature such stars as Lin-Manuel Miranda, Hamilton, and Jeremy Jordan, Newsies, now on TV's Supergirl, was the brainchild of a fan and an actor who met years ago at the Rent stage door. But it has been embraced by the theatrical establishment, and many producers and power brokers will be mixing with adolescents belting out their favorite songs from Disney musicals. Nearly 80% of the registrants are female, 75% are from outside the state of New York, and 50% are 30 or younger. There is a generational divide in understanding what Broadway Con is aiming to be, Bazadonna said. Some think it is a branch of theater nerds in a room, but some think this is the future of audience development. The convention at the New York Hilton Midtown is not cheap. A full weekend pass costs $250, but does not feature the pay-for-autographs-and-photographs experience that characterizes other fan cons. Instead, It is dominated by sing-alongs, workshops, and a rent reunion. 
People are going to take a million thousand selfies. That's going to be the biggest commodity of this thing. And that's good for Broadway because it's excitement. It's interest. It's increasing the sense of adventure and access to these glamorous people and how it all works, said Melissa Errico, a Tony-nominated actress and singer who will be leading a workshop on building a career in theater at BroadwayCon. More talk creates more heat. Especially since the advent of the rock musical, certain Broadway shows have had fervent fan bases. But the handful of rent heads who slept by the stage door overnight, seeking cheap tickets to that show two decades ago, have become the 50,000 people who tried to win a digital lottery for $10 Hamilton tickets, causing a website crash that forced the show to return to drawing pieces of paper from a pail outside the theater. Fans got Charles Dickens to change the ending of Great Expectations, but in general, the paradigm has been that producers produce, fans consume, and it all flows in one direction, said Katherine Larson, principal editor of the Journal of Fandom Studies and a professor of writing at George Washington University.